Welcome to the Chaos Network. Now you're all in big, big trouble. What time is it? We will throw out all kinds of sports topics. The moment Delonte West banged LeBron's mom, LeBron had every right to do whatever he wanted to do. Yeah, that's horrible. Political views. If we get rid of abortion in the United States, what happens when Bismarck Roethlisberger is uh, holding <laughs> down some chick and gets her pregnant and she can't get rid of the baby? <laughs> Is that your best? Random rants and stuff. Are you supposed to record podcasts over? I'm your huckleberry. I do drugs all my life. My life will be shorter. Oh, Peyton Manning breaks his fucking arm. <laughs> Jesus Christ, if we still have any listeners, you'd be shocked as hell to know that we're recording tonight. And by we, I mean there's definitely more than me. We have Snowflake, who is Snowflake, so he's not quite here. <clears throat> so I got two other motherfuckers, one who just put the baby to bed and smacked the wife on the ass as he rolled over here, and the other one who just said, I'm the, I don't know what he said about me, but I know he's making fun of me somewhere. I lost my train of thought. So we'll start with Wes Covina, motherfucker. How you doing? Well, for starters, I didn't call you Aunt Jemima like Gov did. I know, and I, man. And I, and I sure shit didn't put a baby to bed, so I'm confused at what you just said there. I said that he put the baby to bed, and you called me something that I just was going to make up but lost my train of thought. Oh, I thought you were trying to tell. I got it. I, I wasn't clowning you, bro. Whoa, don't be so defensive. Whoa. Oh, sorry. Whoa, back the my, fuck up. Uh, my, boy on the, my boy on the other mic in this, in this uh, show tonight has been bashing my balls all day. So I don't know what you're into, ball bashing and stuff, but I've seen some of the text thread that's going on. I didn't see a lot of ball bashing. All right. Well, he, I'll let him tell you. Were you I'm good, good though. I'm good, though, brother. You're good? I, uh, You're good. I missed you. I missed you last week, and, yeah. uh, you know, I'm upset and sorry to the fans that, that we may still have, as you said, that we uh, we didn't record last week, but I'm glad to be back on the air. And uh, pretty excited for tonight's game, and I'm really excited that the NBA has officially kicked off. You kicked off. All right. So putting the baby to bed, what the hell is going on, Gov? How are you? Not a whole lot, man. Exciting fucking day in football today for a bunch of games that were supposed to be, like, horrible. Yeah. I loved it. I actually oh, really enjoyed it. You know, the only good thing about daylight savings time right now is I was able to get up late or it felt like I slept for a long time yeah. um, and then realized that, hey, you know, out clocks went back an hour. So my wife and I were able to go out, grab breakfast, go shopping, and still get home in time uh, that it was still in the first half of the first game, so... Well, I mean, you're right as far as the games go. I know we'll get more into it here in a little bit. And I believe we all won quite a bit of money today. Does that sound about right? Everybody rolled today? Rolled in the positive. Yeah. I'm down for the day. Uh, so is that due to NBA or is that football? Oh, uh, that's due to football. I'm only down a little uh, thanks to betting big on Kansas City. Um, yeah. Literally right after the uh, announcement came out that what's-his-name started, unlike some of us who uh, had to go golfing on Thursday and got their bets in early. Went to Wingfoot. Way to go. Hey, you know what, though? For three quarters, that looked like a great bet. No, definitely did. That game was uh, – I-, I feel like that's Kansas City's M.O., though, uh, you know. They keep it really close, and then their defense scores three touchdowns because their offense can't produce. Yeah, well, I'll tell you what. I know this is what we want to talk about, so let's hold off before we get too into it. And start some housekeeping. Wood, you got some housekeeping? Of course I do, my friend. Attaboy. So for any listeners tuning in tonight, uh, you can call in 646-378-0793. Uh, you know, you can talk to Chaos about his do-rag. Um, it's fucking awesome. It give Gov some early-in-the-week gambling tips. Um, again, 646-378-0793. Give us a call. If you want to hit us up on Twitter, uh, pretty quick, easy find, at FN Chaos, for the chaos. You can reach Gov, at Governor underscore Baines. Uh, you can tweet the show, at Sports, the letter R, way blog. And for Snowflake, who likes to, you know, duck and hide on Sunday and Thursday night, <laughs> you can reach him, at Kendall Scott. And just in case you missed it, 646. Three seven eight zero seven nine three. What time am I going to get it to where you forget to do it late like that, and I'll be like, oh, and I can go back to what was it again? But that's all right. You're all over it. That's why you're the man, and I'm just the guy behind the mic. Um, well, fuck it. Let's get this going a little bit. Let's do. Uh, let's do a form of a DMAF, huh? This is another public service announcement. 
Did you just tell me that eating pussy is going to give me cancer? Yep. Oh, good. God is going to be my DMAS. But as they say in the U.S. Navy, there is no wrong hole. No. Getting a little strange on daytime TV. You are broke back, Jack. I'm your huckleberry. Also DMAS. Quiet, numbskulls. I'm broadcasting. Perfect. All right. So it's been a little while, and I was going to, you know, look for a real solid DMAS, but instead I found a couple of a news articles about some shit that was going on in a city that everybody uh, hates. I, I hated the movie, so I just hate the city just for fun. Um, Fargo, North, North Dakota. And um, really, I wanted to share the info with the boys. They may know about it and just kind of get their take because I'm kind of indifferent to the story, but I have a feeling it might incite a little bit of opinion. So I don't mean to take from Hollywood's weird news, which I know he has later, but I at least wanted to share this topic. And... Um, it's it's uh, Thanksgiving, obviously, or Thanksgiving, it's coming up. What the fuck am I saying? Halloween was a few days ago. Kids were out doing their shit, getting candy for, you know, their costumes, whatever you want to call it. And in Fargo, North Carolina, or North Dakota, there was a couple people that were handing out um, notices to any kids who they felt were a bit overweight. And here's exactly what it said. It said, happy Halloween and happy holidays, neighbor. You're probably wondering why your child has this note. Have you ever heard of the saying, it takes a village to raise a child? I am, I am disappointed in the village of Fargo, uh, Moorhead, West Fargo, whatever. Uh, your child, in my opinion, is moderately obese and should not be consuming sugar and treats uh, to the extent of some children in, the, Halloween, in this, the Hollywood season. My hope is that you will fund this note and take it as uh, advice to parent your child a little bit better and actually it goes on. But that's, that's the basis of the note. So... so so pretty much, fat kid comes up, parent doesn't give him Snickers, gives him this note. Fat kid cries, takes it back to their parent, and then their parent probably goes ballistic. So some people are seeing this as fat shaming. Some people are seeing this as a way of, I don't know, um, kind of looking out for one another. And I wanted to share with the boys to see where they fell on this one. So Because I am notorious for making fun of the fat. I, it's just, if you, if you, if you got to grease up your hips and throw out a Twinkie to get in the shower, I'm usually going to clown you. I am not shallow of an individual. That is what I am going to do. There are certain things in this world that some people don't go together with, and that's, you know, salads and sit-ups. They need to work on those. They really, really do. Um, my take, just so the boys know, is I'm totally down with this. I'm totally cool with it. Uh, I think it should have been addressed to the parent and not to the child. Um, so that way it isn't totally going after the kid. I think society is a little bit too sensitive on, like, if you're the last place kid in anything anymore, you get a fucking trophy for being in last place. They don't teach kids how to work hard for things anymore. They don't teach kids how to overcome adversity. And, and this is going to make some motherfuckers cry, but that's okay by me. So that's where I'll leave this edition of DMAF, boys. You know, as I read some of the articles, I pulled it up real quick. I think the uh, the message was delivered wrong. Because I'll tell you, if I was a fat kid trick-or-treating and you gave me a letter, I won't even open it. you got to wrap that shit up in a couple of Twizzlers and Twinkies so they'll actually open the letter and read it first. I think you're absolutely right, though, dude. Um should be addressed with the parent, not necessarily the kid, because most parents are enabling the obesity. You know what? I'm good with it. Uh, only, only if they do one thing. You know, uh, they put their address on the bottom of that card when they're putting it in that candy bag. The facts are, Halloween's Halloween. You know, and there's been years and years and years since I've dressed up and gone out. Uh, but I imagine one day I'll take a little G-man out and let him dress up and go grab candy. Um, but, you know, you never know uh, who you're going to run across. So if if somebody put that note in my bag, um, you know, I, I tend to be a little bit more um, punitive in return. Uh, you know, somebody, somebody left a note in my uh, mailbox at an English garden growing, uh, left a note in my mailbox yelling at me about my weeds. Uh, so I put signs up in my yard uh, about my English garden, letting them know the definition that it's not a weed. It's, uh, it, it's intended to be that way. 
you know, and of course the people who finally put the note in my mailbox who did it anonymously came over and apologized and then asked me, you can take the signs down now, right? Uh, that's what you get when you live in a nice neighborhood and do something silly like that. Uh, but when it comes down to it, man, you know, I don't know if Halloween's the right time to address it. Uh, the kids are going to go out and do it anyways. Uh, they're, and if they, if they're fat and they're not allowed to do it, they're still going to find a way to sneak some candy into their room or take it from their friends. So it is what it is. Uh, I don't agree with other people, um, you know, totally getting involved. I, and of course, where, where my, 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 my mentality comes from on this is the young lady down in Florida uh, she's a little girl, and Florida has a law around they have to do these body mass index uh, measurements on students in the public schools. Well, this girl was considered to be overweight or obese, uh, but every single picture you look at her, uh, she was just an athletic young lady who played volleyball uh, and talked about squashing somebody's you know, personal identity and everything else. Uh, that, that, that pushes people the opposite way, uh, too. So you should got to be careful who you're handing it out to. And if you're a medical doctor saying, yep, you're obese, I'm good with it. If you're not a medical doctor, then, you know, then you can sit back like Cost does and make fun of people. I do. I'm shallow. I'm a horrible person. I hate old people driving through roundabouts, too, by the way. So if there's any articles on that, please feel free to send them mine away. I'm happy to read those over the air and make fun of. You know, I really think the, the only person over 80 that should be going through a roundabout should be in a rascal, should be on some sort of some sort of like shopping cart scooter thing, not behind the wheel of a car because their asses get behind like tanks too. They drive like the 1980 Oldsmobile so they can hit a school bus, survive and kill 85 children. Frightens the fuck out of me. No, no, no. no. So chaos. Yeah. If Jeff Gordon was 80 years old, wouldn't you like him in a roundabout? I would, uh, dude, him? I'd love it. Well, I mean, he's our, wait a second. What is he, 30? He's already driving in a roundabout. That's right. Like these, these NASCAR guys would be pros at it. Yeah, so. <laughs> maybe, maybe they have a driving school for the elder. But really, like you'll see people, and I know, like I'll go to an extreme, and I'll still make fun of it. But like in all seriousness, if you fucking are shaking your hands so bad because of your fucking Parkinson's to put the key in the goddamn uh, in the door to open your car door, first of all, who the fuck are you that actually has to still use a key to get in your car? You're that fucking old. Two, there's no fucking way you should be behind the fucking wheel of a car. No way. Well, I think when an old person breaks a law when they're driving, like, no different than if I'm driving drunk, uh, you know, which I don't condone, uh, but if I'm driving drunk and I get pulled over because I've did, I crossed center line or did something silly or I'm driving at 30 mile an hour in a 65 mile an hour zone, I get pulled out of the car and have to pass a field sobriety test, sure. which shows that I have enough to be behind the wheel uh, of that vehicle. I think we should be doing that with every old motherfucker that gets pulled over uh, that crosses center line or does something silly like that. No doubt, no doubt about it. I mean, I, actually, in certain states, um, through when I was doing mortgages, there's actually fines that if you um, take advantage of an older person, the fines are actually, uh, you know, throw another $10,000 more if, they, if, if you're uh, any form of of um, fraud or anything like that. <clears throat> I think if an old person fails that test, um, they should have the same like drunk penalties against them. Or if they even pass that test and they're that old and they're having trouble with it, we should find them those fuckers double. Just me, because I'm a dick. That's that's the only that's the only rational I have to that. All right. Um, if you want to call and yell at me, that's cool. 646-378-0793. I believe in euthanizing people over 80 at some points if they have Parkinson's. It's okay. Just kidding. Well, not really. There's some truth to that. Or just send me hate mail at FNKS. It's all good. Now, let's talk some fucking football. So we might as well start where we just left off. So Chiefs are the only undefeated team in the NFL right now. Um, they, for the second week in a row, they're playing a team with a quarterback who I believe in – started and was undrafted in both games. Uh, either that or he was just uh, a fucking piece of trash quarterback. And they needed two defensive touchdowns to win and cover this game. So I, if you're power ranking the Chiefs, are they the best team in the NFL still? Absolutely not. Okay. Uh, so if you look at the Chiefs and their schedule, uh, that's probably the starting place, right? They've played a uh, through the games they've played so far. Collectively, the teams they've played have a record of 380. Uh, so well below 500. 
They've only played one winning team, which is Dallas, and, they, and that team in and of themselves are suspect. Uh, but Dallas is seven and two, and they've only played one other team that's at five hundred, which is four and four, which is Tennessee. You know, so looking at who they've played probably plays into where their record sits today. Now, after they come back from their bye week, they got a bye week next week. They have to play the Broncos twice in three weeks, um, and that'll that'll be the uh, uh, level maker. They don't pass the eyeball test from the offensive side of the ball, uh, and we know uh, Denver does, and they're in the same conference and division. Uh, so I think that's going to be the telltale sign of where KC really plays. Uh, you know, they're already struggling a little bit in, you know, when it comes down to football, I break it down into two halves, and it's not, you know, first eight games, last eight games. It's all the games that lead up to Thanksgiving, and then I then evaluate the team and say, which of these teams can go seven or eight games straight to win games uh, because that's what it's going to take to get all the way to the uh, Super Bowl. Now, let me just correct one thing. I think you just said that Dallas was 7-2. and two. They're 5-4, and four. so I don't know if you're talking about somebody else or just misspoke. Um, but that's the worst division in football, that NFC East, by the way. Wood, I'll let you get in here. I'm sorry to jump in. No, I, uh, you know, Gov covered a lot of it, and I agree with it for the most part. They definitely don't pass the eyeball test. Um, although, just to, to bring it into the conversation, when you look at teams, what normally wins the, the Super Bowl, you look at teams with really stout, strong, solid Ds. And I, I do think that Kansas City defense is the real deal, um, regardless of the, the quarterback play. Um, but I don't think their defense would be the thing that would cost them a game either. I think, uh, you know, you look at an offense like Denver, who can, you know, like I've said, they improve, and their offense is it. They manufacture points like a damn video game. Um, you have to be able to keep up. And, and Kansas City's offense is what makes them such a bad-looking team. So uh, I think that's why nobody should be looking to them as the, you know, because as far as the power ranking or powerhouse goes, they should not be it. Well, let me just kind of dispel it. You said it about pretty much defense wins championships. Ooh. It's pretty much what you said. But it, that's more of a misnomer anymore. Last year you had Baltimore and San Fran. San Fran had a hell of a defense, but the score of that Super Bowl was 34-31. No, I'm not. Hold on. So let me clarify what I mean by that. All right. I'm saying that in order to be successful in the playoffs, postseason, and Super Bowl, you have to have a strong, dependable defense. I'm not saying that, like, the scores aren't going to be high, but you have to have a defense that can come up with the big moment. I don't know. I think that's debatable, too, but it's, it's you know, better than the defense win championships there. I mean, with the Saints and Packers, the two years they won it, they had some of the worst defenses in the league, the Packers did. Not that, I'm not saying always. I, I'm just saying. Bro, I, I understand. I, I get it. I know you're not saying as a gospel. I'm just kind of throwing in, I guess, backing up, I guess, part of, of, of my side of it. I, I know you're not saying always, but more over the past, like, five to six years, it's definitely changed from the old mentality of defense wins championships to um, just have a fucking quarterback and we'll see what happens. That's all. Um I, you know, I'm. I think Denver's overrated. Um, I think they're great, but I think they're overrated. I don't. I think if they get into it, they're going to get a have a shootout, and it seems like they're losing people left and right. I'll tell you. I'll tell you this about Scotty Steelers, by the way. Um, if I'm a college football player and I'm an offensive lineman, I'm praying to God the Steelers don't draft me because they're losing O linemen every fucking game. It seems like. How? I mean, the, the Steelers. I'll, we're all watching that game. And I know they had a good late showing, but Ben Roethlisberger, I mean, he holds on the ball longer than just about anybody else and doesn't get killed for it. It drives me fucking crazy. Sorry, I had to take a drink. All right, so what else did we see? So Seattle had to come back from 21 nothing to win their game, and they were a big 16.5-point favorite. They so, are suspect. So as I say, do they seem as strong as we thought? I mean, a lot of uh, power rankings had them the best team in the NFL. Well, what you notice in Seattle is more, teams are starting to score more uh, random or frequently. Um, you know, they're starting to allow teams to put points on the board. So is their defense getting tired? Uh, I know they've had some injuries, but nothing crazy. Uh, and Russell Wilson does not look great in the first half of football games now. 
And when you talk about, you know, offenses like Denver getting in a shootout, um, if Denver's or if uh, Seattle's defense can't start slowing teams down, they're going to be in trouble. No doubt. Well, when you look at Seattle, though, uh, you know, you take today's game defensively, you have no idea what's coming at you. It's a different quarterback. You don't have enough tape. You know, and that's typically what we see at the beginning of the season where teams, you know, uh, are a little bit on their heels and don't know how to play. You know, I think when you look at the entirety of the NFL, you know, you take a team like New England uh, and look at their makeup as it sits. But the facts are, as we'll still say, they have a chance at the Super Bowl this year. You know, but their team is a little bit, it's a little all over the place. Uh, you know, you don't know any of the names that are on the field when it comes down to it outside Tom Brady and now Gronk is back. You know, so I think the makeups of all the teams in the NFL, everything's a little bit scary. There's a lot of, a lot of parity this year in capability. Um, you know, I still say Seattle has a shot. Uh, I think the Saints have a shot. I think Denver has a shot. I think New England has a shot. Uh, I'm not going to write KC off. Uh, and then you get to the NFC North, and it's like who – amongst the three are going to be there when it comes down to the Bears, the Packers, or the, or the Detroit Lions. Uh, you know, uh, and I think anybody has a chance to win the Super Bowl this year. There's not one true standout team, even when you look at an 8-0 Kansas City uh, to compare them against. You know, you're like, yeah, everybody's got a shot still, and uh, that's why I enjoy watching football on Sundays, even when we have, sh- like, a shitty schedule. This week was supposed to be a shitty schedule, a bunch of games that nobody really wanted to watch. Uh, and we, it turned into a bunch of games that everybody really enjoyed watching. Yeah, and it's nice that the bye weeks, they put them all, you know, together, and then they're all, you know, pretty much done with within four or five weeks now instead of having two teams off for uh, the entire season. kind of makes it a little bit more fun. Glennon, it's kind of interesting that the story, he had 123 quarterback rated at 123.1, which is the highest they've had Seattle's uh, allowed all season long. And then him and Russell Wilson have the tie with NC State or whatever, so it's kind of funny too. But that was a that was a good game. Um, I don't know. Well, I guess what what else kind of jumped out at you today? Uh, Philly putting up forty nine points all of a sudden. Um, I feel like the last three weeks their offense has really struggled. And you look at the injuries and Vic and Foles and Barkley and the bounce around and stuff. So part of that makes sense. Um, but, you know, Oakland's been playing really really solid last few weeks, and Philly just went out and just crushed it. I listened to uh, uh, some of the NFL Network morning show, and um, I hate that one, but it was the only one that was going on on satellite radio, really. And uh, I think Michael Irvin uh, said that this that, uh, that uh, Philly was going to not put up any points uh, again this week. And... Uh, he is a fucking moron. There's, I mean, Oakland's been playing solid, but I, 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 there's no way I could have seen Philly not putting up another touchdown. That offense is still too good. Foles had one bat, had had a really horrible week the the week before he got injured. But Jesus Christ, what do you have? Seven TD passes. Yep. God, what jumped out to you? Honestly, just the last game we were all watching together, uh, the New England Pittsburgh game. Yeah, um, you know, I was excited for it. Actually, I'll just say the the uh, AFC North games this week stuck, jumped out at me. Uh, so sure. Pittsburgh playing because I mean that division is still wide open if you if you look at it. Uh, Pittsburgh playing New England, uh, they look like a bunch of geriatric players in the field. Uh, ben makes stupid decisions, but they're in the game in the fourth quarter. Uh, you know, they tie it up. I think it was 24-24 or 27-27, you know, and it's pretty pretty amazing to watch. And, you know, and while I'm watching, I also get to watch Tom Brady, who all week long I listen to uh, sports talk, just talk about how he's not the same Tom Brady anymore. He's not the Tom Brady of five years ago. He doesn't have the accuracy. And he's dropping bombs, you know, 53-yarders and whatnot. Uh, you know, pretty damn accurate uh, throws. So enjoyed watching that one. Uh, and then you have the uh, Cleveland game today, uh, which I was excited to uh, be on the Cleveland side of that one. I did not hedgehog my bet. <laughs> uh, you know, I did want to be that guy. Uh, but, you know, 
ultimately, when you when you have Cleveland playing an interleague game and Cleveland has no identity at quarterback, I think they're on their third or fourth quarterback for the year. It's awesome what they're doing. They have some studs for a team that everybody thought when they traded away Trent Richardson that they were giving up, that they were playing for uh, a losing season uh, to be down there with Tampa Bay and Jacksonville. You know, uh, but obviously haven't given up and, and still truly have a shot. You know, uh, of being that the AFC North champion if they if they keep playing the way they do and everybody else plays as mediocre as they've been playing. Yeah, wouldn't that be something? You know, they have some good wide receivers, that's for sure. And uh, you know, they're they're just plugging anybody in at quarterback and they're going out and playing. So there's a lot to the coaching, which Minnesota could learn a lot from. Um, yeah, I, I think it's like a Rudy story, if you ask me, man. Uh, yeah. You know, it's uh, you know, uh, there's history uh, when you think about the Cleveland Browns. They've always been just known as a tough, a tough-nosed team. But they just haven't been good in a long time, you know. And it, we trade away our best player. You know, they they just have it seems like the players have faith in what they're trying to do and what they're trying to accomplish. Still, even though, like, in spite of, it reminds me of I don't know if you remember the movie series Major League. Yeah. Yeah, you know, when they're taking the pieces of clothing off the owner, uh, who was a female, not a guy, uh, huh. in the locker room, you know, <laughs> yeah. because they were expected to lose and they were going to, you know, dismantle or move the team to a different city uh, if they didn't score or make the playoffs or have, have a certain record. You know, so that's what, that's what Cleveland reminds me of right now. You know, uh, the new story didn't feel good as a player after they traded away T. Rich. The, because nobody at that point in time, everybody just abandoned you uh, in the news in, on the news side of things, saying, "Oh, Cleveland's given up. They're horrible." Yeah. Well, T. Rich wasn't doing that much for him anyway. Uh, he's a talented player, but he wasn't doing that much for him. So it's not like getting rid of him means they're giving up. Uh, you know. And then Cincinnati game uh, more than pissed me off. Uh, at this point in time, I know the NFL does it for uh, getting ratings, getting multiple days, getting more TV time. Uh, but I'm sick and tired of Thursday games, um, though I would rather – I get the point. I'd rather have a doubleheader on Mondays than have Thursdays for multiple reasons. One, you're not giving teams enough time to rest up or get prepared. Uh, and it, it shows in terms of the quality of teams that come to play on a Thursday, it's it's a coin flip. So it makes it hard for me to bet. It makes it hard for me to do fantasy football because i got to get my trades in before Thursday, not Sunday now. Uh, you know – Everything comes into play here uh, from a fan from a fan's perspective, uh, you know, and let's face the facts, you know, they could get higher TV time because people can do better planning because Thursday nights aren't a great night for everybody to be unavailable because they're going to be watching football, uh, you know, across the U.S. when you think about it. So I just, you know, that game, I thought Cincinnati would show up a lot differently, and I think they would have if they would have had a week to prepare for it. Yeah, I think the only one that showed up was Giovanni Bernard. The kid's going to be, as you said in the beginning of the season, the kid's going to be a beast. Um, Did he get two TDs and uh, 100 yards? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Huh. Um, the I guess the, the game you guys haven't mentioned that we haven't talked about, I can't believe the Jets beat the Saints. You know how frustrating that makes me? Uh, I'm going to assume quite a bit. Rex Ryan could somehow wind up winning Coach of the Year. And you know what? Would you would you would you say that's a bad call? It just pisses me off. Yeah, <laughs> so bad as a head coach. But don't you think so Andy awesome. Reid right now is the head the the lead runner for that? Uh, yeah, Andy hey, Reid would yeah. have to be. But Rex Ryan is is right there right there behind him. It's hard to be right there behind him at barely over a 500 record. Behind that, I'd give it to John Fox, the guy was coaching with obviously heart issues. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, I mean, then what? Give coach of the year to Peyton Manning, I guess. Things he's probably the only one coaching the team too. That's right. So, you know, is, so, it, uh, is it weird that Denver's saying they haven't named an interim head coach yet? Like, does it matter? No, I don't think it matters. I mean, he's still. I mean, do I? He didn't have a heart attack, so he has to stay away. He probably won't be a sideline head coach, so he'll have one of his assistant head coaches be his head coach on the sideline, and he'll be up in a box, uh, hopefully not having a heart attack because it would be horrible on uh, live TV. Right. Uh, 
But when it comes down to it, we all know uh, Peyton Manning is the offensive coach. Uh, yeah. And you can see it on the sideline uh, of every one of those games. You know, nothing's really changed with uh, how he's done it. I think you know, Wood, I think he would, Wood would agree with me uh, that that's exactly how it happened in Indianapolis. Uh, he's he doesn't accept anything but perfection, and he's pretty self-analytical and self-aware of what's going on. The defensive side is where you need the coaching, you know, and I think that's going to be the key is making sure that that uh, that's where John Fox can continue to plug himself in, you know. And he, relationships will get him there too. Yeah, well, well, Maine has run like all the the players' meetings pretty much, and and, and all that. And on the def- defensive side of the ball, they do have. Um, Jack Del Rio, who was coaching the Jaguars over the past decade or whatever it was, so they have they have a lot of head coaching experience on that on that bench and on the defensive side. I mean, he's a good coordinator. Jacksonville is just a crap team; they didn't give him anybody to work with. So it, there's there's enough leadership there to to definitely hold it over. I'm just waiting for the uh, hashtag Fox Strong to come out and Scotty to jump all over it. <laughs> yeah, and I was I was thinking the same thing. I was like. Oh God! Here we go again. Yeah, the, you know, the fan faithful is going to be supporting the coach, and like, dude, how many other heart attacks have been there? You know, like yeah, with Chuck Pagano last year. Like, right. there's a ton of people with leukemia, and not nearly as severe as his, but because right. he's a head coach of a pro football team, he gets quite a bit of attention. Yeah, he garners a lot of interest from from whomever the hell is out there. But I guess still though, I guess back to kind of what what we what I started to mention is, I didn't see the Saints losing this game at all. No, I didn't. And I, on a front four from the Jets, defensive line played really well. Breeze uh, and Jimmy Graham connected in the first half. But second half, Rex Ryan made adjustments, and, and really the New Orleans didn't get in the end zone. So I know that makes uh, Hollywood really, really happy um, to uh, have that happening because now he gets to, uh, we get to talk about how great of a coach Rex Ryan is. Uh, the most painful thing in the world to talk about. He's so bad. And you know, today they uh, they the brothers played against each other, Rex and Rob. So like that makes it even more obnoxious because there's more coverage time of Rex Ryan. Like, oh, just, I hate that guy so much. Why, dude? Why do you hate him? He's so he's so funny. He, it's really cool when he turns his back to the camera and starts talking had, to the wall. Oh had, yeah. But have you watched any of his recent uh, like post game, pre game interviews? Everything's becoming a joke. Like, he was talking about how today, after the game, that they said something about, were you nervous that, you know, Drew Brees had the football with two minutes to go or whatever. And he was like, yeah, you know, I was thinking, man, can't they just bench him? Can't they bring in the backup quarterback? Like, it's obnoxious how he's getting on these interviews because he knows people think he's funny, so he just keeps going with it. What would you rather have? Would you rather have do the normal canned answer? Well... You know, it's a team effort. We all went out. We all played hard. And, you know, I just want to thank God and Tim Tebow. Yes. And, yeah, you'd rather yes, have that. I, I'd rather have that, dude. That's exactly what everybody expects the answer to be. I don't want that. Dude, I'd rather have it. One, he's not funny. Uh, you know, and I, I – he, he, here's how I look at it, right? Here, this is a professional who's making multi-million dollars a year and has an opportunity to become a GM in the future. And that's how I look at it. He'll never become a front office guy because he's such a fucking idiot. Yeah, I, 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 I'm not saying I like the guy. I, I don't, I don't care about him. I don't, I don't, I don't like him. I don't hate him. I don't anything. But I am glad to see somebody out there doesn't give the same bullshit answers all fucking over again and hear the same shit from every coach that we always hear. That's that's. I, I would have rather had him say, you know what? Yeah, Drew Brees had the ball, but who had the lead? You know, that's a better yeah. thing than trying to make a joke about it. Because nobody's going to take you fucking seriously when you're going, yeah, I wish they would have benched him and put a yeah. backup quarterback in it. And that's, he's trying to be funny, and he's not funny, whereas I'd rather him swing back like Belichick because Belichick just the media. Well, he oh. gives the one-word answers. I, you know what? I, I guess you know there would have been a better thing to say, but I'll take his funny, even though it may or may not be funny, over can shit. What I'd rather have is another Charles Barkley Say, what the hell do you think? I don't want, you know, just just start kind of going off on the media for dumb questions. Who was it? Uh, Bryce Harper. Uh, fucking, uh, yeah. Hollywood's favorite guy. That's a clown question, man. That's a clown question. I mean, that's perfect. 
You know who's really, really good at post-game interviews? We're talking about, you know, potential Coach of the Year candidates is Andy Reid. Andy Reid genuinely likes to talk about the game, and then he has his little quirky personality, so he is funny when he tries not to be. Yeah, uh, he's he's uh, he's he's a lot of class here. That's for, I mean Rex Rex doesn't have any class. We'll we'll, we'll all openly say that, but it's uh, I, I hate the can bullshit. I hated Shaq's post conference post uh, game interviews as well. He was the same way until he finally let some shit out. Um, no, just, just give me back to tomorrow. Yeah. Oh yeah. Playoffs. <laughs> yeah. See, that's I mean that's what you think of Jim Mora, Allen Iverson. You know the practice line, now, all that stuff. You just that, that's you know, and Charles Barkley. Anytime you put a mic in front of him, he would just cut. It's terrible. It's terrible. It's terrible. <laughs> terrible. Um, but overall, Gov, like I said, it was a good day of football. I mean, I don't think I, I don't think any of us were. Oh my God, we have to watch this damn game. I think we got a, a some really really. I don't know that there's. You say there's a lot of parity. I think you have a conference with a bunch of shitty teams with the NFC East. I think you got a conference with. Some good teams, and that's AFC West, which surprisingly, I mean, they're 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 up and down. But I know I'll take I'll take the Raiders and put them up against Dallas, and I bet the Raiders win. I bet the worst, and the Raiders are the worst team in the AFC West going against uh, the best team in the NFC uh, East. So it is kind of weird how the NFC East always has shitty teams, man. Let's well, I, I'm not, not no no they don't. The Giants, the both years they won the Super Bowl were shitty fucking teams. But they won the Super Bowl. That doesn't mean they're a shitty team. That means they may have put together a shitty beginning of the season, but they won the Super Bowl. That, you can't be a shitty team and win the Super Bowl. So you're just saying the makeups of their teams are horrible. Well, I'm saying the makeups of them right now? Yeah. Yeah, I'm sorry. The seasons they're having, I should say, right now. Just, it's shitty. It's yeah. horrible. That's, yeah. I guess that's how I should have said it. To me, that's exactly what the NFC East does every year. Like, that's why... When we do our pre-start of NFL, we always talk about the NFC East. There will only be one team coming out. Yeah. And most often, we're, like, saying their best record is going to be 9-7 and seven or 10-6. and six. That's true. That's so, true. Because, because they, they seem to screw themselves every single time. I mean, every single time Philadelphia is predicted to be the best team ever, mm-hmm. uh, they usually have a really shitty year. Um, anytime the Giants get rid of key defensive players, uh, they start off horribly, and then they get better at the back half of the year. Hopefully that happens again this year because I, I can't stand the Dallas Cowboys, yeah, I mean. uh, who look the best out of them all, which is really scary. Uh, you know, and you think about a team makeup, they've probably got the best names and everything else, uh, and I just can't stand Des Bryant or Tony Romo. Oh, jeez, I hate Des Bryant. I don't, um, think, I don't think Dallas stands a chance, though. Like, they've lost so many games by, like, four points or less. And then they have games like today where they go and they manufacture that fourth-quarter comeback drive. But it was but against take Minnesota. That, just take that thought, though, Mike, and that's going to be the story we have to hear all January long yeah. if somebody doesn't position themselves in front of the Cowboys. Well, they'll be one and done in the playoffs anyway. Oh, uh, if they if they even win in the playoffs. So, yeah, that's true. Um so two Eagles stats for you, which I think are – Eagles, by the way, now are one game out of, um, out of uh, first place, so maybe they can save us from the Cowboys. I'd much rather see the Eagles than, than the Cowboys. Nick Foles had six incompletions and seven touchdowns today. That's, that's a hell of a stat for you. <laughs> you should get to worry about touchdown to interception ratio. Yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> Incompletion to touchdown ratio. That's awesome. He was 22 of 28 passing with seven TDs. Ridiculous. And the Eagles, by the way, are 4-1 and one on the road and 0-4 and at home. So stop playing at home. Mm-hmm. I got four more games there. But damn, I know. Right? Just like volunteer to go someplace else. Jesus. We'll go to London. Fuck it. Yeah, no shit. You know, what's... what's, what's What's amazing to me is, and I don't know if this is a trend you guys have ever paid attention to, is usually when a young gun uh, sets a record uh, or does something amazing one week, uh, the following week a name like Brady Braze or Manning uh, goes out and does it themselves or beats it themselves. Uh, I haven't seen that. You know, I haven't noticed. I, I remember a couple of years ago Cam Newton opening the season with a phenomenal like 500-yard game, and then uh, Brady and Breeze, I think that same day, uh, had the late games. and. Uh, they went out through for more, uh, you know, 550 or whatever. So just to make sure the young gun didn't have it, uh, you know, 
you know, I've seen a lot of that happen. You know, the only thing we haven't seen ever happen was like Aaron Rodgers stepping up to take Matt Flynn's record that six touchdown game. <laughs> Which he's going to feel really silly if he walks away from uh, Green Bay and the guy who was his, you know, his backup, his week 16 fill-in, so they, he didn't have to play a game and potentially get injured, goes and sets a record against a, a decent team that, that year. Uh, and then he walks out of Green Bay without that record. Who was that uh, against? Was that Seattle? No, it was against either the Bears or Detroit. Uh, okay, okay. One of the rivals. I, I think it was okay. probably the Bears that year. Okay. Um. Yeah, well, then Matt Flynn, you know, he's going to be known for whatever team he goes to, the person in front of him will get the job and go to the Pro Bowl. Well, that's the, like, if you're a rookie next year that's getting drafted, you're just hoping that you know that Matt Flynn's the guy. Yeah. Uh, and you know he'll be the starter. That would be phenomenal. Oh, yeah. E.J. Manuel is going to the Pro Bowl next year if Flynn's still on that team. <laughs> <laughs> There's no doubt about it. Um, yeah, so, I don't know, just – Fun all around. I mean, and, you know, none of us mentioned this. Carolina looks good, and Atlanta looks horrible. I mean, Atlanta is just bad. Nope. Carolina's, right, so, putting, Carolina's putting out down some yards yeah. uh, for sure, and their defense is pretty solid. So they've got the, you know, the, the one-two punch. They've got a, a way to control points, and they can put up their own points. And it's yeah. not – I don't think it's an on-demand point system like you see out of some of the stronger quarterbacks. But, man, they can put up some points in a game, that's for sure. Yeah. You, what, you know, we're watching Cam Newton grow up. We are. I'll agree uh, with that totally. You know, he, he came out and was really, really mentally young as far as the knowledge of the game goes. And, and you know, you saw it in interviews and his attitude. Yeah, he was a prick. How he approached it, yeah. And I think he, he let some of the stardom maybe get to his, his head uh, having such a big come-out year. Uh, you know, and I think he's humble now, and we're starting to see that team rally around him. And that kid, no matter what you think, he's fucking talented. No, there's no doubt. He's playing a lot better. He didn't even have a great game today. He had two picks and, and one TD, and it, you know they still crushed. To to Gov's point, you know that defense had a pick six, and and I mean they're they're holding they're holding it down to that team. But Atlanta. I mean, I know Julio Jones going down, but they went out and signed their big acquisition of Steven Jackson. Hasn't done him shit. Um. <laughs> Warren Moon and maybe Culpepper? Uh, McNabb? He was, but he was hated, and he didn't do that well. He got him to the playoffs that one time, and then he got him to the Super Bowl. That's right. He got him to the Super Bowl. Um it's how memorable it was. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, it, and that was, and the only reason I, I think a lot of people, well, a lot of people remember because T.O. was hurt and came back and then called him a clown and all that stuff. Um, uh, Randall Cunningham? Nope. I mean, he, Philadelphia and where else did he play? Minnesota. He was Pro Bowl in Minnesota. Yeah. Uh, I forget how many years that. Um, anyway, so I don't know. Just. Atlanta, I think some of us. I don't. I forget the who, where we had him picked in uh, the preseason shows, but I think we had him pretty high, and uh, not looking like it so much. That's for sure. I, no, I think it was Atlanta and the Saints was the yeah. almost a coin flip for us all, and Carolina was a little bit of an afterthought. Uh, we, we all knew Tampa Bay was going to be great, but we had hopes for them. So I think we had them down with like scoring where Tampa was going to score. Yeah. I think Atlanta's down there with Tampa and Carolina's up there with uh, the Saints. Yeah, now um, Carolina's just one game, back, <clears throat> one game back to the Saints, so that's that's interesting. Hey, Wood, I gotta ask you, what did you what did you think of the World Series? Uh, I was I was disappointed that it didn't go seven games. Yeah. Um, you know, we talked in, in some pretty good length about St. Louis and how they seem to be that lucky team that just is is, is been there, you know, a lot recently, and they find ways to get hot in the right moment, but I think this year, the the best team in the playoffs won, and, uh, you know, I'm sure that, that Ortiz is going to test positive for something sometime, uh, and, and <laughs> be from a, from a sample from that air, area, but, uh, you know, fuck, he was really, really good. 
in the postseason. I think Boston won, uh, you know, fair and square. And he batted, what, almost 700 in the World Series? Yeah, ridiculous. That is, you know, and had the uh, the Grand Slam, barely went over Torrey Hunter in uh, the Detroit Series. I mean, Big Poppy was in it. I'm sure he'll test positive or something. I'm just thinking it's probably going to be Gano instead of uh, PEDs. So, well, dude, he's got a flat stomach uh, now. He didn't have that flat stomach then, so I hope he's putting in time in the weight room. But we all know, and it, it pretty much doesn't matter. Is is uh, where I look at it now. Nobody cares uh, because Big Poppy was part of that list previously. He was part of the list of the New York Times list, and I, I don't know if he's part of the Mitchell Report or if he's just part of another. You know, supposed to be kept secret, but wasn't kept secret report. But nobody cared. Uh, you didn't hear him like torn down, uh, like Clemens and Bonds and all those other clowns. Uh, you know, and he denied it just like everybody else did. But Big Poppy never had that hanging over his head. No, he didn't. Good for him. Thirty-eight-year-old World Series champion. Yeah, yeah. He's and one of the more quality guys, definitely in baseball. That's for sure. Yeah. Did uh, any of you guys? Did you guys hear about right after the World Series what happened? Uh, everybody out partying and going to what is it, Roots Chris now or, or whatever the steakhouse and being oh like uh, like minutes after the uh, they were on the field doing their thing, like a lot of the fans went down to where the Boston bombing thing occurred and grouped up there. That's pretty cool. That's really like a mile away from the stadium, so it's not like it's uh, like right on the corner. Yeah, it's still a, a good thing to do. And and I wonder if, uh, you know, when the Clippers win the NBA title this year, they'll just go down to uh, LAX and do the same thing. <laughs> so I got to ask, do you guys think that it was set up that way? No. I, I, I try. I, I can't think I'll, that. I'll ask it in, in Snowflake's, you know, absence. You, you got to wonder. Uh, when we talk about, you know, NBA games being being rigged and, and people being paid off and some of the reports that have leaked, it makes you wonder, you know, uh, a city has a tragedy, city has an incredibly large fan base, uh, professional sports team, and did somebody rig it to, to drive the economy or to do something or just bring some, some feel good to the city of Boston? Well, if you're trying to use LAX as it, I, I don't think that they need I, – I was just out there. I don't think they need more economy out there. Uh, some of the houses McCall and I were looking at were like $1.4 million for 1,200 square feet. I think they're doing all right out in L.A. Uh, <clears throat> no, I think this is really just somebody trying to do something bad in the city that's very big, you know, and it just happens to be they uh, tend to have a decent baseball team. I think they've got two or three world championships uh, – and this is, Mike, this is the team uh, that was hanging out with the Cubs, uh, you know, our Cubbies, uh, with uh, a major drought uh, and I think a similar style of uh, curse. I think they referred to theirs as a curse as well. Uh, going on. So I just think it was a big city, man. So uh, do I think if there is a bombing next year at the Chicago Marathon that the following year the Cubs will win the World Series? Probably not. Here's for hoping. And if you're a terrorist trying to make like uh, conspiracy real, like just go bomb Miami because I think Miami's probably going to win the championship again this year. <laughs> Damn, that that would be yeah. I guess you I guess you can get ahead of it. Uh, hedge your bets, man. <laughs> know your odds before you go do it. I mean, like. Um, <laughs> you're like, let me look. <laughs> let me look and see. Let me check those bets really quick. Hang on. Um, all right. Wood, have I missed anything about the day? Uh, no, I don't think so, brother. Um, you know, there's NBA. It's here. It is here. Uh, I'm excited. I, I'm I'm pumped, dude. I think there's going to be some teams that are really good this year, and uh, you know, you're our NBA guy, so. What do you think? Who do you like? Uh, what have you seen this first week? Oh, um, actually, I've, I've watched the, you know a little bit. The, the Heat started off one and two, and remember they won 27 games in a row last year. So I, a lot of people were kind of freaking out on them, maybe a little early. They just they're gonna be like any other 
greatly assembled team. They're just going to take it slow in the beginning and then uh, come on mid and late season. Um, I think you've got to watch out for uh, uh, Houston. You know, as much as everyone hates Dwight Howard, they still have some great perimeter play that can that's going to open up for them. They're going to be dangerous in the West, and I'm kind of interested to see what happens with San Antonio. I don't think they're going to end up being as good as people think they are, but that's just me right now. I'll tell you in the I'll, in the West, uh, you got to watch out for the Pelicans. <laughs> <laughs> I had to look it up. I'd be like, why did they name themselves the Pelicans? Have you They're, seen their uh, their like emblem mascot design? Well, I know the mascot that's in the stands. Uh, if you've got a kid, run the other way because they'll be terrorized forever. Uh, you know, and it looks like a really creepy clownish pelican. Uh, so I don't know if that's the same like design they're using for their logo, but man, oh man, they're actually not 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 a bad looking team if you watch some of their games. But boy, oh boy, yeah. when you have a when your mascot is the fucking Pelicans, yeah. And they put they put it to a vote on the city, and the city decided that to be the name of the team. By the way, just saying, that's horrible. Yeah, their logo is terrible. That's all I'm saying. Um. Their fucking nickname is terrible. <laughs> so just looking at kind of what we were talking about. So in the year 2000, the New York Yankees won the World Series over the Mets. 2001, we had 9-11. <clears throat> Yankees made it to the, final, uh, to the World Series and lost to the Diamondbacks 4-3. And so I guess that happened in September. So right about the time... I guess that would have been right about the time uh, playoffs had just started. Would have been, and, and the Diamondbacks ruined it. So maybe there is some. Maybe we just need to vote to to bet on the Clippers to make it to the NBA Finals as opposed to just win it all. You're, you're not giving your Lakers a chance. Look, I'll give them a chance, <laughs> and you know what? I'll make that bet too. I mean, like we decide, okay, there's three behind it because you know the odds are going to be good to bet. You know that. <clears throat> it's like shit. Why not? But I'll wait till they lose a few more games. Can I ask a Lakers question? Absolutely. So next year, will LeBron and Carmelo be a Laker? No, no. I don't think LeBron's leaving Miami, and I don't think the Lakers want anything to do with Carmelo. So if LeBron calls up Carmelo, because Carmelo and uh, Kobe have a good relationship, so if LeBron calls up Carmelo and says, hey, let's do this, let's make another one, do you think Kobe stays and the Lakers say yes? Yeah, I, I think Kobe stays, but I don't think he signs for the max. Well, he can't. He yeah. wouldn't be able to. He'd have to do the Dwayne Wade thing. He'd yeah. have to be the old player that, yeah. uh, you know, restructures restructures a contract where he can still play for a few years uh, and still be part of the championship. Right. And, 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 you know, you never know. The problem, I mean, it, with LeBron it could work, but if Melo just comes, they're, they're, it's not going to do anybody any good because at least LeBron could facilitate the offense. If Melo comes, he's, you know, he's just, I hate that dude. I think he's a shit player. I don't think, I mean, he's a good player, but he's a team killer. He can't be the main guy. He's got to be number two. Well, don't you think he, he'd be the Bosch in that mix? He could be. Bosch is actually the one making making the most money on that team, which is kind of funny. Well, yeah. It's not not that you were saying anything yeah. other, other than that. I just thought that's a funny funny uh, thing about that. Well, that, that's probably what it would take to get Carmelo's big fucking head through the door anyways. But, uh, but I was just thinking outside the box and knowing contracts that are up, and I don't think LeBron's all that loyal. Uh, obviously, if LeBron wins the championship this year, he'll probably be back in Miami. Yeah. If he doesn't win the championship, you know, he could be – uh, taking his skills to Long Beach, <laughs> to the LBC, bitches. Right. Yeah, I mean, it's, it is, it's an interesting question. I mean, if, if the Heat make it to the finals, this will be, what, their, their fourth in a row? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's, that's – No, it'll be their – they, they lost to Dallas, and then they – Oh, so they're going for a three-peat this year, right? Yeah, yeah they, they lost to Dallas when Dirk beat, beat them. Yeah, and I thought they I thought they'd won three in a row already. No, no, just been there three times in a row. Have, have, How many four peats have there been in the uh, NBA? In the NBA, uh, none since the Celtics that I can remember. Because um, Jordan went three and then three, three uh, the year three in a row. Uh, in the early 2000s, uh, 2001 and 02, the Lakers won their three in a row, but I can't remember four. Yeah. 
So I gotta ask. Okay. If uh, if Miami doesn't win this year, who does? Ooh. At this point in time, I'm not saying Chicago, but no, uh, you know, I'd I'd be willing to throw a little bit of money on your Pacers, Mike. I would too. For sure. Uh, I I think last year I said that they'd be good this year. Uh, they would, I know you wanted to explode that team, uh, but exploding that team is not the way to go. Uh, I, I think them. Uh, I think uh, Oklahoma City still has a chance when it comes down to a team makeup. And then Houston Rockets, uh, I know I think Kosh, you said something earlier. Maybe you didn't, Mike. Houston Rockets, just their makeup in general, could position them. Oh, yeah. I, I would I – would, actually, I agree with – all of that, to be honest, that it is definitely – I hate it when my bill goes up. That's true. We'll call Brian House. Brian House, you suck, by the way. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, Houston, I think it's got a real good shot coming out of this because, you know, remember, Oklahoma City still doesn't have Russell Westbrook, so we'll see what he's like coming back from his knee injury. He should be back within the next couple of days. Um, but uh, they're, I don't think they're going to be as good as they were when he was totally healthy a few years ago and they made it to the finals and lost to Miami. I just, I don't, you know, them losing James Harden, I think, was just a bad move. I mean, that, that's, that they're not going to, you see how good he is with, Atlanta, with Houston and what he's going to do with them. So, uh, you know, the other team to watch out for that we kind of mentioned earlier, really, look out for the Clippers. Once they get in their Doc Rivers system and start playing better defense, I think they'll be, you know, they're going to be an even better team than they are now. All right. Wood, you got some news? Oh, you know it. I'm a god. And football players pretend they live in a box. I'm saying it right now. Peyton Manning looks fucking good. Oh, goody! One's using, maybe one was using, and now he's not. Perturbed and frustrated. You can accept it. Can I argue and complain about whoever the fuck dresses Craig Seeger? Jojo, the idiot circus boy. All right, so tonight's news is uh, pretty short and sweet. Um, it comes from abroad. <laughs> a chick? Are <and laughs> you saying a chick? A chick or overseas? <laughs> overseas. Oh, okay, okay. It may, <laughs> although now that I think about it, my wife's the one who showed me the story. It comes from abroad. <laughs> Perfect. Um, overseas. And uh, may or may not be the most ballsy news article I've ever read. So I read. Meet Mr. Balls, Brazil's disturbing new testicular cancer mascot. A Brazilian testicular cancer awareness group has created a mascot for the cause that is beyond disturbing. Mr. Balls, or Senhor Testiculo... (laughs) The wide-eyed, dual-toothed, rosy-cheeked, mole-sporting scrotum that will cause a lifetime of nightmares for anyone who lays eyes on him. Um, and he does have hair, and yes, they're little curly ones. <laughs> I'm totally looking at this picture right now. And this is awesome, because, like, there's, like, he's in, it's like he's at a carnival, too. He's got all these people, like, around him. There's, a, there's like, one... I guess I'm gonna have to say heifer because that's what she is, and she's way the fuck down there. And one kind of hot chick just rubbing their hands on them, smiling, just like what the fuck? You know, I'm not gonna forget who Mr. Balls is, so I think it's working. <laughs> this is a horrible fucking idea. You know what it reminds me of for all of our listeners who don't have, uh, who who aren't on the internet right now, uh, pulling it up on their iPad or their computer. Mr. Balls reminds me of Chet from uh, Weird Science uh, when they turn him into a pile of shit. <laughs> exactly what he looks like right now. and It, it, it is scary and disturbing, uh, especially the top picture where there's like a like six-year-old girl standing next to Mr. Balls. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, and, and you know what? This is sound dirty. I don't give a fuck right now. One of the pictures where the, like, the girl, she's probably about 10 or 11. It's a different one that I see. She's totally covering her parts. She's afraid of Mr. Balls. Just saying. So, you know what? Hats off to Brazil, because uh, they definitely brought international awareness. Ah, uh, that's fucking hilarious. Good and news. Bizarre, Good news from abroad and abroad. Very nice. 
Thank you. Thank you to my wife. Yes. I would say good news from down under, but <laughs> <laughs> he's got the cheesiest fucking smile too. <laughs> from under sheets? Yeah. And like he's got his arm lifted in one oh, I don't know what it is. It looks like armpit hair. I wonder what the fuck that is. never mind. Alright. That's a curly. Okay. Fair enough. That's fucked up. Alright, <laughs> final thoughts, boys. Wood, let's start with you. Uh you know what? Ride a shark. It's uh it's more exhilarating than skydiving. <laughs> but uh but skydiving's really cool too, so um, right the shark. Okay. Wow. That said, Gov, what you got? Uh, I'm gonna go a little bit more deep than that. Sorry, Mister Escovita. <laughs> uh, so there's lots of ads right now, and it bugs the shit out of me. And I'm gonna get a little political here. Uh, of everybody who keeps popping up, especially the Fox News and CNN, keeps popping up the whole Obamacare, which is actually the Affordable Health Care Act, but it. Uh, it was renamed Obamacare, so the Republicans are going to attack the shit out of it because the Republicans are paid a shit ton of money by insurance companies. Uh, you know, and for some of them, it's costing them a lot of money, uh, and they don't like it, so they don't want o- Obamacare or the Affordable Care Act to, to go through. So they keep popping up the Obama promising, if you like your plan, you can keep your plan. Um, the reason why some of these plans are cut and are no longer legal is because they weren't affordable, uh, and the Obamacare version is more affordable now uh, than the than the version that employer was offering. Uh, so that's why it is now no longer allowed to be. So yes, you know, changing a doctor sucks, uh, but if you're paying too much money to that doctor or that insurance company, uh, or as I look at them, lobbyists for the Republican Party or the GOP, it's probably okay to change your doctor. Uh, you'll make a new relationship. I'm sure their hands will be warm when they give you the turn your head and cough syndrome or, or uh, turn your head and cough test. Uh, you know, I, I, it just it's making me sick right now that we've started basically campaigning for 20, uh, what's the next election, 2016? Yeah. Uh, already, uh, you know, and it's almost as bad as seeing the ads for over-the-counter drugs. Like we're supposed to walk into our doctor and say, yes, I want this drug. Uh, you know, that's exactly what's going on. This is a law that passed four years ago uh, or over four years ago, and now they're just trying to bash the shit out of it, uh, tag uh, President Obama, who now has a approval rating of 42% uh, because of all the news articles and everything going on around this. Uh, you know, if you're going to put out an ad, let's put out an ad and let's put some, let's, or put some of the money that would have gone into that ad to getting the website up uh, because that's where... Uh, the party did fail is they didn't have the infrastructure to be able to get this uh, in in a four-year period to get a website that's capable of having people sign up for their uh, health care coverage. You know, that's the part that I, uh, that bug me every day. They don't keep me up at night, but they certainly bug me every day listening to see this shit. So. It, and like it incites so much opinion and a lot of it really seems like it's so much um, uneducated opinion too. Dude, just go to YouTube and just put it up, Obamacare fallacies. There are real people thinking that part of this plan is to implant a tracker in your arm. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, it's always great to have an opinion of something you know nothing about. I used to be that way and still am sometimes, but just don't put an old person in front of a fucking roundabout in front of me or I'll go fucking ballistic. <laughs> Um, I, the final thought for me, um, really, uh, I love Gov, so I, I usually just kind of try to keep it stupid and simple. Um, there is, uh, uh, every time it seems like there's, with these shows that we do, um, the one that seems to be getting the most, uh, response is Footprints. Um, so when you get a chance to listen to it, it's usually on every Saturday Obviously, you can check it out on Blog Talk Radio to the point to where it's getting a lot of hate mail from mothers because they think it's only about fathers. But there are certain things that I'm definitely learning about in their um, uh, podcasts, their shows that I've actually kind of sort of become a part of. One of the things that I never knew in my entire life is that uh, for every dollar that uh, is awarded in child support, uh, that uh, that our taxes, the government actually sends to the uh, 
uh, court system and some to that particular judge who awards the uh, amount of child support. So they actually get paid when they award child support. So sometimes when they deem that um, kids need more money, it might be because they have a gambling habit that they need to take care of too. I had no idea about this, had no clue about it, and the more I'm learning, the more it seems like, as we've said many times in many different areas, the system is extremely fucked up. Now, it is fair in some cases, but there is, there is if you're a, a parent who has the kids and you, don't, you, you simply lay a claim that the other parent is uh, abusive, um, they won't even investigate. They'll just change the rights for uh, from that one parent to the other and then eventually investigate. So there's a lot that's wrong. So take a listen to that show. It's uh, uh, just we're talking about having opinions on something that you're not informed about. I think that's what a lot of people think they're informed about and really have no fucking idea. So um, that's all I got, boys. Thanks for being on the show. It was a good fucking show as usual. Um, kept it to an hour so Wood could watch his Colts go with the, at the Texans. What's the score in that game, bro? Uh, it's 14 nothing Texans. Oh. So uh, on that note, uh, we'll let get some tissue and hope for a comeback. Uh, we are out, motherfuckers. And during the few moments that we have left, we want to talk right down to us in a language that everybody here can easily understand. This is going to be one fucked up podcast. And we've got players now coming up limp. EP in football. This is the guy who's broken down. You don't know the power of the dark side. I believe in karma, man. Seriously? You fellas been doing a bit of boozing, have you? Sucking back on Grandpa's old cough medicine. Oh, Rondo just got ejected. Seriously? I'm talking about the the, the pre-intercourse. There's still maybe some titties. What we've got here is failure to communicate. That was a freak day.